So we, we've spent the summer, we've spent the summer talking about emotions. The good, the bad, some of us, the ugly as they come out. We've, we've spent the summer looking inward to talk about how we've been made. Anger and joy and surprise. You know, to, 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 talk about, to talk about what it means to live with hope. We've, we've, we've talked about our emotions, this inner work. And we are aware that God has given us prayer. God has given us prayer to, to, to connect with the one who has made us that we might live the best possible lives. And yet, and yet, and yet too often we understand half of prayer and, 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 the, and, the, and, and, the, and the place of God as the audience of our prayers. But we, but we miss out on the other half of the truth. We've spent two months talking about, uh, about emotions, and we begin next week with uh, what, what, what will probably be a lot of August and September talking about, uh, talking about the, the, the power of God at, uh, uh, at odds with the powers of the world. We're going we're gonna to tell the story of the Exodus week by week and we're going to hear how God uses prayer in the story of the Exodus. And so we find ourselves this morning in between this inner work and this, and this outer work. And, and we have, we have this, this door that must be opened. How many, how many doors do you open in a day? I, mean, I couldn't talk about doors without bringing one in, right? So um, <clears throat> I'll be right back. I found the biggest door I could <clears throat> carry. <sighs> how, how many doors do you go through? How many doors do you go through in a day? How, how many doors from, from when you get up in the morning to just get to your car do you pass through? When, when you get to work, when you get to the place that you go, when you get to your regular routine, how many, how many doors are there? How many, how many doors do you walk through in a, in a typical day to, 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 to run your errands, to, to be nourished, to be fed, to be entertained? How many How many doors? Forget about a day. Somebody real quick, tally up how many doorways you've entered and passed through in your lifetime. There are 63,399 housing units in Houston County. And Mark is going to stand in front of us and give us the valuation on all of them. Come on, come on, Mark. <clears throat> Was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Monday through Friday, office hours. 63,399, according to, and I've gotten this off Wikipedia, um, uh, according to uh, the, the, the projected growth from the 2010 census, 63,000 homes. And everyone's different. 
Some of them might have the same or a very similar floor plan, but their location is different. Their furnishing is different. And yet, and yet, every house, every one of us passes through a door. How many doors do you pass through in a day? Jesus says that he on the on the other side of every door, he's there. What, what is Matthew 7? Ask and you will receive. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And in case you didn't get it in that verse, he says it again. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door is open. The, the last words of Matthew's gospel, the last words of Matthew's gospel. And lo, I will be with you always. The common English says it differently in Matthew 28, 20, but we grew up. Look, I will be with you always, even to the ends of the earth, he says. When the gospel writers, when the gospel writers are, are gathering the stories, not only the stories that they've heard, but the stories that they grew up reading that they now realize were pointing forward to the life of Jesus. When they're gathering up all those stories, they, they, they keep stumbling across, uh, upon these, these, these prophetic words. And, and one of the words they come upon is the name of Jesus from way back then. It's Emmanuel. What does it mean? God with us. Even his name says, every time you open a door, I'm there with you. But how does he do it? And what can it mean? This idea that Jesus is with us every time we open a door. Any of you ever uh, approach a door with joy on what's on the other side? Can, 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 you, think of, can you think of a door that you, that, that, that you can see it in your... And, and, and you pull up the driveway, when you, when you get right to it, when, when you go to, to, to grasp the knob... You know good stuff is just on the other side. Any of you have doors that, that are the opposite? Anybody pass through a door on a regular basis that, that brings dread? If your boss is in the room and you're thinking about work, clean it up right now, okay? <clears throat> Wipe that look off your face. I mean, think about what a door means to us. I invite you to turn into scriptures as we consider how and what Jesus has going on with this promise that he is with us. To the uh, first book after the Gospels, it's 
It's part two of Luke's telling of the story of, of, of Jesus' ministry and the founding of the church. It's Acts chapter one. I invite you to turn in the Bibles that you have with you. We, uh, we give these away because we actually want you to read them, okay? So, uh, so you can get one um, out front. We, uh, we order more. Well, bring them back. Bring the one you've got from home. Open up your device. Turn it on. Uh, find Acts chapter one and listen to this story Beginning in verse 4, it says, While they, the disciples, along with Jesus, were eating together, yet again, some of the most important moments in all the scriptures happen around a table. He ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised. Jesus said, this is what you heard from me. John baptized with water, but in only a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. As a result, those who had gathered together asked Jesus, Lord, are you going to do it now? Are are, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? What they're really saying, what they're saying, and everybody in the room knows this, all right, so we're all clear. What they're really saying is, hey, hey, we're, we're just the latest generation of hundreds of generations that have been waiting for God to return and keep his promises that he would restore us. And we believe, after all we've seen, I mean, like the fact that you were dead and now you're alive again and you've been with us for 40-something days, I mean, but but after all that we've seen, we believe you're the one to do it. Are you going to do it now? He replied, It isn't for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has set by His own authority. Rather, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And then, I don't know that we preach about this enough. It says, after Jesus said these things, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. Referred to as the ascension of Christ. While he was going away, and as they were staring toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood next to them. They said, Galileans, why are you standing here looking toward heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way that you saw him go into heaven. And then after that, they, uh, they returned to follow the instructions he had given them. This, this is the word of God for we, the people of God, and we say together, thanks be to God. There in the middle of this story that wraps up his earthly ministry and literally sees him ascend from earth into the heavens. It's a shame they didn't have cell phone footage back then of that. We would have, uh, we would have definitely showed it this morning. It says he takes his seat there along with God. And that's, that's the half of prayer that we get. It's, it's the easy one. I mean, you know, God, Jesus, in the throne room, in heaven, in control. We, we get that half. But, but, but what does it mean to say that he's behind every door? What does it mean to say that if we will simply ask he's right there what does it mean to simply to say that that if we'll just seek or knock that he's right there what what does it mean to claim 
that God in Jesus Christ is omnipresent everywhere. The president of Asbury Seminary in Kentucky right now is a man named Timothy Tennant. And he writes about it this way. I think it's as, as simple as can be understood. And I, and I like that. He says, he says, with the ascension of Jesus on this day in history, it, it, it's not that he went from here to there. It's that Jesus went from here to everywhere. Jesus is, four words, right here, right now. Jesus is right here, right now. I do not I do not want to go in there. But the truth is, no matter what's behind the door, Jesus is with me. Hang with me, hang with me. Not with me, not with me like, hey, I hate that I can't make the party, the graduation, the the, the baptism, the wedding, but but I'm going to be with you in spirit. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you, you, you no, 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 not, not Jesus is with us, which just means not actually with us. Jesus is right here, right now. Every time we grab the handle of the door, Jesus is with us. How does that change my day? What would, it mean, what would it mean for just one week to exercise, to exercise our prayer life like this? That, that, that every time we walked up to the door or, or every time someone opened it for us, when we walked through, we said, right here, right here now to ourselves say it to the person that held the door for you they're not going to get it i promise but say it to them right here right now see i I don't i don't think we can i don't think we can continue to be the church that prays limited to this understanding that God is on the throne far away. Because it leaves out the truth that while God is seated on the throne and sovereign above everything, God is everywhere, and that includes... Say it with me. Right here, right now. Whatever's on the other side of the door, for good, for bad. Well, here's the thing. Most door openings in our days 
aren't actually good or bad. They're just blah. Right? Most of our door openings each day are just the mundane. In fact, in fact, in many ways, most of our days aren't really the highs or the lows. They're the somewhere in between. And Jesus is right here, right now, in between. I heard this message. I heard this message to open a series that I've been listening to and praying through and now re-listening to and rereading earlier this year. And I've spent this summer, I've spent this summer wrestling with, with, with how right here, right now changes my life of prayer. It's not enough. It's not enough to place him far away. He's with us. Let's pray. God, by your power, by your power that is present with us, may we be changed. When the next thing is good, may your lead us to gratitude. When the next thing is not what we want, may your presence lead us to trust you. And in all things, all things in between, all things mundane, all things just average, may we be aware that you are with us and you are empowering us to be those who change it, who turn it up, who make it right. Lord, help us this week to open doors every day with right here, right now on our hearts. We pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen.